This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash if you want to help us more directly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new live episode of Off the Rack. Normally, I am joined today by Tiffany, and she will be here later. But for now, I am joined by Eric Wen and Scott Berman, uh, the creators of a dope-ass Dark Horse series that you should be picking up right now because the first issue has already dropped, and the second issue is coming out this Wednesday, and that is White Savior, a uh, subversive, funny ridiculous take on a like kind of send up of the last samurai gentlemen welcome to the show thanks so much for being here all right thank you for having us thank you of course this is the book uh if you already if you can't tell what the tone is of this series uh you will by like the first page uh it immediately sets up what this story is about but gentlemen uh why don't you tell the folks at home what this is uh and uh and, and where it all kind of like germinated from all right. Well, uh, we'll start with Scott. He, he's the pitch man. Excellent. <laughs> so Eric and I have developed a system in which we realize who's better at saying which parts. And so when talking about the plot, you have to talk about the fact that the white guy is an idiot. And so it comes much better from a white person than, than Eric. And when we talk about diversity and representation, I'll probably pass it on to Eric as opposed to me. But uh, yeah, the book is a spoof. Uh, of movies like The Last Samurai. Uh, but in this case, the Tom Cruise character uh, is not the hero destined to save everybody. Uh, he's, in fact, a, a drunken idiot. And the hero of the story is an Asian-American teacher who time travels to feudal Japan and has to convince a small village not to follow the white savior. <laughs> right over there. That's the, the perfectly practiced pitch uh, I'm never in an elevator. I'm dying to do it because they call it the elevator pitch, but I, I don't go anywhere. So I, I highly doubt I'll be in an elevator anytime soon. Right. Uh, and Eric, how about you? Like, what was your kind of like? Uh, uh, yeah. Just... Well, <laughs> uh, I can tell how, how we got together. Yeah. 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 This this came about about six, seven years ago. Uh, Scott emailed me out of the blue. I didn't know who the hell he was. Some dude just emailing me scripts and and saying he's he's a comic book um, you know fan and all that. I don't believe him. I said yeah, whatever. You know, uh-huh. uh, at the time I was working on uh, either Old Man Logan or Starboy for Marvel. I was kind of busy. Uh, once that was done, I um, got the itch to do creator own work, and I actually took time to read one of his scripts. Uh, the one script that I thought was great um, called How I Got How I Got Drunk and Saved the World about some superhero dude who got drunk, made all sorts of babies, made all sorts of mess. And at the time when he got sober, he felt like he had to uh, uh, rectify some of the, some of these problems. Mm-hmm. So uh, the script was really funny. It's one of the funniest script that I've read in a long time. So uh, as far as doing a creator own, I decided to give him a call. And seven years later, here we are. Wow. Only took seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, come on. I'm going to blame COVID. Yeah. I mean, everyone says that they got a lot of stuff done during COVID. In my situation, 
then because of COVID, brought the kids couldn't get anything done. Oh sure. So with kids running around, not, yeah, yeah, it was more like we lost. <laughs> so, three years. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I uh, I don't. Okay, so since the first issue is out, we don't have to worry too much about spoilers. But I don't want to ruin this first issue. Uh, but uh, the concept of introducing us to uh, an Asian American uh, who is very much like brought into this kind of culture. His name's Todd. And, you know, he has this like very kind of detached approach to his original culture. And to I, I didn't know that there was going to be like a time vortex involved in this story. I, I thought this was going when I, when I heard the pitch or when I saw the cover, because that was my pitch. I didn't have uh, Scott's uh, excellent elevator pitch to back me up on this one. But uh, when I heard the pitch or saw the cover, I just kind of like assumed that it was just going to be basically set in that time period. And that we're just going to watch this buffoon kind of like almost big trouble in little China his way through this situation. But instead, I was relieved that we have uh, Parker going through this kind of like almost quasi coming of age kind of story, uh, understanding his culture, understanding uh, his background, kind of like renewing his belief and uh, his his uh, reverence for his grandfather. You know, there's there's a lot of layers to this story. It's not just like let's make fun of this stupid character that you see on the front of the cover. Cause it, it, and of course, like he has an arrow through his head. It evokes the image of like Steve Martin wearing one of those like arrow through the head, like hats and everything. Uh, but no, really like they all get slaughtered in this, in the original tale that he comes from and uh, you know, leads this poor tribe to, uh, to death. And yeah, like you said, he's got to try and like pull them out of it somehow. Um, a lot of different layers is also, of course, this like beautiful uh, uh, kind of, um enchanting yet uh you know I, I don't know like i'm trying to think of the right word to describe her because she's more like duplicitous you know she steals his wallet uh clearly there's something more to her there's an there's a uh there's there's a mystery involved just you know how does he get back there who is she uh how often has this happened that kind of thing and i, I assume four issues we're going to get as much of this story as we can yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and hopefully there'll be much more beyond the four issues to answer any of those questions Excellent. we may or may not have purposely left ambiguous. <laughs> it's smart. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. But I'm I I think that you will get a full rounded story out of White Saver from the first four issues uh, at the very least. Um, but there is there's room for more. Like I, when I found out it was four, I was like, oh, really? only four. But I'm happy to hear. Maybe we'll see more after this. But uh, but check this out because it's a uh, it's a really fun series. I love the first issue, um, gentlemen. If uh, if people are on the fence, how how are we going to get them to buy this book? Punch them in the face, right? Just kick their ass. Yeah, like <laughs> just, just not waste time. You know, talking is exhausting. It's true. I do uh, it for a living. I can tell you, it's 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 rough. It's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's the book, and it's got everything you'd want, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Uh, it's got the greatest art ever by the greatest artist ever, Eric Wynn. Uh, it's got badass action. It's got joke after joke after joke. We hammer you over the head with these jokes um, to really let you know that it's a satire. And, of course, it's all yeah. wrapped up inside this message. And we don't focus as much on the message as we do on the story because hopefully if we get the story right, message comes That's out. That's Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, I... I guess we could really quick talk about the art because it is such a uh, an unexpected but really dope 
element to this story because you could see it. Um, it it's it's almost deadly serious in its depiction, which allows for the comedy to be ratcheted up even more. Um, but it's uh, it, it's a really good looking series. It is a uh, it, and you could tell like the, the the differences between like modern day and uh, the the deep past are like lovingly recreated and given this kind of really fun. Um, dichotomy between the two you know you're like oh okay i could see this book being like a contemporary romp about this guy kind of like meeting this girl and she gets his wallet stolen who knows what's gonna happen to him. but then we go back in time and we see these like lovingly recreated uh you know suits of armor and these beautiful like hot, like you know villages and weapons and it's all just really well uh demonstrated to something that's like to to, to a person who is looking for that kind of thing Eric, that's all you. Well, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, (laughs) thank you. Uh, Well, you get a lot more in issue two, three, four. You're going to get naked ladies, sword (laughs) play, more more blood, uh, you know, but uh, colorful. So so it's all accepting. Um, It's not so dark in in the way I did it. And so it's a fun book. I wanted to do something fun, not so serious, not so noir. Uh, You know, go back to... Uh, my good old days of uh, breaking into comics and not knowing what the hell I'm doing. Um, like Strange Girl, it reminds me how I, I felt when I did Strange All Out, whatever uh, come came to mind, It that's what we put on paper. And uh, uh, Scott did a great job with uh, making the jokes uh, line up correctly. And I think the, the book, not only that it's... Uh, but. Hopefully you'll you'll relate to a lot of the characters. The the cast that we put around Todd, they have great banter, they have um, great uh, relationships, and I think that comes through uh, later on as well. Nice. Uh, before we wrap up, since we have these two comic book creators on the show, I figured I'd ask uh, because I saw a couple of questions in the chat. Uh, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to tell their own personal story in comics? What would be your like, just kind of like one sentence? Here's how. Here's how I would recommend like getting your foot in the industry, or at the very least, telling your story properly. Find a sugar daddy, or sugar, <laughs> because it takes it takes so long, and everything's everything is back end, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, you got to make sure that that money is head is set up ahead of time. Absolutely, find a sugar daddy. I like it. My sugar daddy is Eric. I Eric has been in the in the business for for twenty years or so, and and me, I've been in the business for about five minutes. And I tried <laughs> to get in twenty years ago, and I finally got Eric drawing something for me seven years ago. So I would say get a lot of irons in the fire because you never know when something is going to hit or not. Love it. Yeah, that's actually very true. Like having a m- multiple ideas, never being married to one particular idea. And I think the one that we all understand is uh, attach yourself to a really dynamic and fantastic artist. Make sure that artist can really like bring your work to the to the fore. Um, but yeah, gentlemen, uh, Scott, Eric, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for popping in and being uh, and, and being a part of it. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing where this series goes. I hope people check out this series because I actually genuinely did dig it. And uh, and I do have my first copy. It's over there somewhere. But I but I, you guys were thankful, uh, <laughs> nice enough to send me a PDF so I could I didn't have to come down here and read it on my computer. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. I want to thank you guys so much for being here uh, and enjoy issue two that comes out this Wednesday. So yeah. go to your local comic book store and check that out. Jenks, thanks for being here. 
Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank uh, you. Uh, we Our Instagram is what? Uh, Scott, what? You should know this, Eric. <laughs> this is why our Instagram is not taking off because Eric does not even know what it is. It's a white savior comic, and the Twitter is white savior book because apparently okay. comic doesn't fit uh, into the, the too many letters. Yeah, and calling it white savior by itself might have been a little questionable. Yeah, seven years or so ago. Oh sure. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's a great name for a comic. Maybe not the best uh, social media presence. <laughs> oh, I, I I hope it will be though. I hope people. I hope it does. I, if people, you know, you're gonna get your, you know, extreme going what? The le- then the uh, the other side going yeah. Then when they read it, they're gonna go what? Then the other guy's gonna go yeah. So you know, we're, we're, we're hitting both sides. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, gents, thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks again. Bye, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. And there you have it, everybody. That was Eric and Scott from uh, White Savior. Just wanted to talk about that book really quick. Uh, But before we get into it, I want to welcome my uh, lovely co-host, Tiffany, for being here. Thank you very much, Tiffany. Hi, I'm here. You are here. It's always so weird. I think this worked out better, actually, having them go first, that I wasn't just like, and goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> that's fair yeah i always feel like i'm doing well we're we like, have uh, we, we have like a splitter for headphones for you to be on those I know, but there's no other pair of headphones you read it too though yeah whatever and you liked it by the way I it, did. Wasn't, it wasn't just no, like I did. yeah i read it that's no, why i'm I not did. here and i actually no. bought it you bought it yeah i did i bought it i bought it on comiXology so you made another sale and yeah. i really did enjoy it it was it's not like I'm not usually the person who's like gravitates towards like a, a comedic comic, but like it was just the right tone of like sarcastic and yeah. not really fourth wall breaking. No, but like there's something there. Like, I I actually did enjoy it. So, I agree. You know. Yeah, it's a shame that you bought it on Comicsology because there's more news about Comicsology that I hate to share. Okay. It's more uh, okay. speculative, but uh, since this show is now more about news, I feel like I was going to make the 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 creator segment the news, yeah. but I have to talk about it because last week we did talk about we it. Um, Popverse had an article about it. Uh, apparently what's going on is the layoffs uh, for Comixology. Uh, what was it? I was thinking of the moment in uh, Star Trek, uh, the drumhead trial. Yes. When she's like, uh, the inquiries will not cease. Right. They're going to be expanded. Right. Uh, that's how this is. Like the layoffs are not going to cease <laughs> and they're going to be expanded. And in fact, uh, the people who were laid off are talking more about it oh boy. and how bad it's going oh and what the next steps are and how things are definitely looking bad for comicsology, and that probably it's going to get phased out in the next year or two. Right, right. Uh, unofficial estimates based on information according to Popverse uh, from those with knowledge of the situation suggest that around 25 to 30 people remain active inside the current comicsology, down from 100 staff before January. At least a portion of those workers are on limited term contracts, suggesting that Amazon's plans for the company are not based in the long term. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. One estimate uh, from a source close to the company. I hate when that happens. I want a real source or at the very least an official source from the company. But, uh, you know, that's all we have to work with. And I thought it's just follow up. It's more we're not this is not an official report. This is just more like a tack on an Mm -hmm. an addendum to our Mm -hmm. original story. But uh, one estimate from a source close to the company was that existing contracts remain uh, uh, through the end of July, though it's unclear whether any additional contract extensions would be in place following the end of that period. Uh, If I had to guess, I'd say no, 
based on how little we got about comiXology. There was no like official statement after the layoffs that said like, hey, I know you got, you heard a lot of scuttlebutt about comiXology, but I want you to know comiXology is strong and we are continuing and we're very proud. No, there's been nothing. Right. Just we laid off uh, 75%, 20, like 80% of our staff for that thing. And uh, that's that. Uh, I, I think that now we're in the speculation, we're in our own personal commentary of that segment. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it means your comics are going to evaporate and disappear. No. That's the most important thing. I think that it's mostly about uh, your comics will be integrated into Kindle. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it could just also be that they're trying to figure out what the minimum number is yes. that can run. Right, like we fired most of them to save us money. But moral, but I, and I hate to say that because like a bazillion dollar company like Amazon yeah. doesn't fire the like barest minimum of employees because they of course employ like most people on the planet. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I remember reading a, a statistic about it literally a year or so ago that said that like on average, most people in the world or at least most people in America will have worked for Amazon at some point. Oh. Like that Amazon can't keep up with their like if you have if you have worked if you right, were ever going to work for amazon you did yeah and you're not going to stay there because amazon is a crappy company to work for right uh but yeah i i would assume that they're like it's it, it they didn't lay off ma the majority of comicsology staff to save money right because right, right. really like 50 like like 70 people that's not going to save you billions or even multi-millions you know it just ruins people's lives um but I could see them firing them for that case where they're like, here's the skeleton crew for comiXology. Is that enough? How many more do we need to add? Two, three, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but not, do not a dozen. Right. So I think what you said is actually probably more like, yeah. Yeah. They're so. just trying to figure They're like, okay, we don't make a lot of money over here. Yeah. So I have a feeling some of those comiXology originals, we want to be seeing so much love. Probably not. <laughs> put into those. I, I, I doubt we'll be seeing them at like uh, a con. No. So. No. 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 That's true. That's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Uh, I want to also mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You're watching the show live. Give us a like. And also, uh, if you want to use Super Chats, you can do so by, uh, you know, doing whatever. I don't know how it works, but you can use Super Chats. Ask a question or comment. It's here on the show forever. You don't know how it works? I, I have used Super Chats. It's pretty simple. If your account is linked with it, you'd simply do it. It's in the comments. It's, I know, in, it's it in the just, chat. It was just... Uh, I, haven't, I haven't done it in a while. Oh, I don't watch okay. a lot of live shows. I make them. I don't have a lot of time to watch I've, them. I've used Super Chats on our own show sometimes. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should also mention that uh, this is just a shout out. This is not... I am not paid by... Speaking of sponsors, oh. I'm not paid by DC. I'm not being given any money. I don't work there. But uh, oh. I do have a DC Universe Infinite account. And because I do, they sent me this book. And they did that for a number of people where if you have a DC universe account, they'll just send you things like this comic book, what? the death of Superman deluxe edition, which collects not just the death of Superman, uh, the entirety of the story, Wait, but for, also for yeah, how much nothing. Okay. Now it actually sounds like we're doing an ad, but we're actually, I, I didn't know that this happened. No, I know this is just a free thing that they sent me because I have an account. There was a thing that was like, you have this level of an account, which means you are entitled to a free gift click this thing and send us your address. Oh, okay. It was like an incentive thing. It wasn't just like something they randomly decided like, hey, sound looks like you could, use, like a little you could gift. use some more books. It's and it's like, no. Send him a little gift. No, 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 no. It's like if Wait. you have your, like if you have an account, you may be eligible for getting this yourself is my point. And this is just one of those things. It's just an incentive yeah. for folks to set up, to sign up for ZC Universe Infinite, which is not a bad service. I like the the uh, the reader. And this is, by the way, 
it's fortuitous because, you know, with Comixology on its way uh, into further obscurity, uh, perhaps that might be, a, you know, an alternative for you. It's not a bad looking trade either. No, it's actually a really well looking trade. But look in the back. No UPC. This is a like DC exclusive. Like, DC made this. And you then, can't ooh. resell that. No, uh, it does have a lot of other fun things in here. It's got yeah, ads. But... It's got like it's got the, the whiteboard from the Death of Superman. It's got pictures from the, the writer's room. Uh, and the thing that made me the most excited was it comes with the Newsweek article, like the, the magazine that they put out after the death of Superman. Oh, wow. News time. I should say, uh, that has like a, f- yeah, news time. This was an, a magazine. We have one in the, in the, in the, in the really? library, but it has these great like ads, like things are booming in coast city <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. Nope. <laughs> oh my god what a great idea and now we come to the part of the show where sal just looks at books he likes to look at yeah but anyway check it out it's <laughs> neat uh i don't know where else you can get this i was gonna add it to the collection but like i, I can't scan it that's great so yeah uh any any news from you tiffany anything you want to talk about nope all right and let's talk about some comic books there are some super chats too oh there are some super chats that's true but let's do a book or two okay uh, before we before we do that, uh, of course, I read Daredevil number eight from Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto and Eric uh, Arcanega. I think it was mostly uh, Cicchetto, but that being said, um, Arcanega is the colorist. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice job on the colors. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, it's funny. You can really. Well, that's not a good sound. Yeah, this is a great cover. Uh, you can, you can. I meant f- you. No, you can feel the disparity between Punisher and Daredevil as books. Between, like, in terms of like what's happening in them, or between in terms of who's tone? involved with them, or who even knows what's going on in them. Like, Zadarsky and Aaron have done a very nice job just by cosmetically coming up with the idea of doing hand stories at the same time by working in some way to coordinate those stories. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're reading Punisher, it's a it, it's almost a different character in Daredevil. And if you're reading Daredevil, you don't get any of the of of, of any thing from the Punisher book. Like if you're only reading Daredevil and you don't know anything about Punisher and you just saw back issues and you're like that doesn't this is not what I heard what you said. No, it's right, not. Right. Okay. It's just Chip being like, look, then he's not sending me the scripts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's happening in Punisher. There's, I assume that what's happening is Aaron and Chip had like very like superficial email discussions regarding what's going on in each other's books. But for the most part, they're left to their own devices. Um, this seems like one of those because I know we talked about a lot, a lot about this, and I think it came up recently that it was like it seemed like you didn't like editors, but then you wanted editors, and like yeah. there was some confusion. But this seems like this is the role of the editor. This is the role like, of the editor. Where and... The editor should be discussing things yes. with one another to be like, okay, the editor should be shepherding both books if they're going to go in that direction. Like, th- not that they have like total creative control, but that way they can advise and be like, hey, by the way, I think this is actually what. Punisher's doing over in his book. Well, because we so you can, might want to take that into account. Absolutely. Well, because we can see from the editor list situation we are in that neither creator is interested in doing that kind of legwork. Mm-hmm. But that's okay when you have a strong editor 
who is willing to do the work that the creators aren't interested in doing. Right, right. You right. know, it's like running mm -hmm. a business and not wanting to do any of the financials. That's not the fun part. No, that's why you hire a person to do that, mm. to do all that stuff. And someone you trust that's good at their job mm. to do mm. the boring stuff that right. you don't want to deal with. But uh, it's a shame that Punisher is not very well reflected in this book. Daredevil itself is, of course, a good book that I've been championing since before the unnecessary and completely cosmetic reboot. Uh, it, it's a good series. Is it as good as Daredevil when he was in New York? That's a good no. question. Really? Just straight up no. It's just, just no? it's not. It's no, not as good. Is it because you like New York better? I do like New York more than nebulous islands of creepy ninjas, but I also don't, I'm not getting enough Matt. I'm not getting enough Electra. Mm, okay. Like I'm, I'm not they, getting enough many, of those characters. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening, and yet not a lot of stuff happening. Like Stick is in these books, and he hasn't really had anything to do. You know, he married Matt and Electra, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like that's th that is the most he's done, and it's a shame. Right, right, right. So it's just it's fine. It's okay. this book is is is. Probably in for a like a like a shakeup. Okay. Not a creative one, but certainly they're they're probably going to need a shot in the arm. Like a little something, something. I would not be surprised if we're either wrapping up this arc. Interesting. Or we're gonna be told it's time to wrap up the arc. Okay. Okay. Because it's it's not if I'm losing faith, then the folks who were on the fence have already dropped the book. Right. Okay. So it's 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 still a good book, but you know, especially when you're you know punisher is so good and daredevil had been as good and then to put those two great tastes that should taste great together and then find out that they just don't mm -hmm. you know oh well uh, i know that zadarsky uh, talked to aaron about it he said it on my show <laughs> be nice i am i'm just saying saying, like, i am just saying like i know but like that doesn't just because you talk to someone doesn't mean that like you're paying attention to it while you're writing your own scripts no it's true and so like that's again that's where like the editor comes in and, and like gets a pass at the script well, and goes like hey well he said i remember zadarsky brought it up if you look at the last page of the first punisher trade the uh, uh the artist didn't get the memo about the costume change so it looks right. like classic daredevil instead of like slightly more modern daredevil mm-hmm uh, and, and I think that's just emblematic of the whole coordination. Artists just got excited. Yeah. Just like, I drew Daredevil. And it's like, well, it doesn't look like that. I mean, well, it looks more I, or less I, like that. I mean, it's a good Daredevil. Yeah. It's a good Punisher. Right. Was it Daredevil? Sorry. It was Daredevil. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. If you still like Daredevil, you're going to enjoy it. But I noticed it too, if mm. you did. I mean, it could also just be that, you know, it's been so good mm -hmm. that, like, it's easier to nitpick or, like, because it is different. Yeah. You know, it, part of it, the reason that some folk might be feeling that it's not as good is just because it is set against something different and it's not such a quiet story right now. But that doesn't mean it can't be a quiet story again. Yeah. But sometimes you need those ebbs and flows to appreciate the quiet when you have it. Very you true. Know? Yeah. No, Daredevil's been a very, like, loud story in its, like, quietness. Yeah. Yeah. But so. now for it to be like a little more bombastic and to have like a little more. Yeah. Like, a little, little more. Not necessarily. It's not an event. It's just like, like, oh, here's like something we're doing. And yeah. it's on a grander scale. It's like, it's going to feel different. Well, and, and and we have like similar plot threads, like being paid off, you mm -hmm. know, like in the Punisher book, like Captain America, Doctor Strange, Wolverine, Black Widow, they're going to team up and fight Punisher. But also in the Daredevil book, like he's going off the rails. So Captain America and Spider-Man and other characters who should be crossing over and should be already have their hands full with Punisher are going to try and take down Daredevil. And yeah. so it's like, oh, it's just, you know what this is? This is just one of those things where it's like, 
sometimes people have the same idea sure <laughs> there's there's a comment that got me really excited for a second and then they corrected their misspelling yeah me said, too. Like, I, I like matt having bears yeah and i was like if Daredevil i was gonna could... be like i was like matt has bear well you completely missed that i, didn't I, did that. I got really excited about the idea of daredevil having bears yeah it's more like bear devil actually where he just rides a bear it's just daredevil but on top of a bear I like mean, putin or something i really want that yeah I really want that. It's true. Except now I'm like thinking more like like Viking Daredevil. Yeah. Well, you'll have to get Neil Gaiman to do then something Then he can get like a big beard. Yeah. He already has a big beard in the book. I'm just saying. He rides that bear. Yeah. Uh, I also read Gold Goblin number four from Lan Medina and Christopher Cantwell. Uh, this is continuing the like, you know, Norman Osborn story. Yes. It's good. Look at the pumpkin. I know. It's because he's dealing with Jack-O-Lantern. Uh, oh. We're watching essentially like the refall of Norman Osborn. It's a really good series and it's okay. like unexpected. It's a really like odd kind of like dark horse of a book because how many books are you going to have that focus almost entirely on Norman Osborn and his like journey? Uh, I would say <laughs> there garbage. are. Yeah, it is garbage. There's like one book that I can think of. And it's like the Osborn files or something like that from like 30 years ago. So this is, you know, this is fine. It, it's it's a good book and I think it's well written. And if it's and I could see it being on people's like, no, oh, I don't have enough money. I should probably sure. drop this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I liked it just as much as Daredevil, I think. So wow, you know, it's a good book. It's, okay. I always said it's a good book, which yeah. I I definitely but I mean, just say you like it as much as Daredevil. I, I that just means that well, you're that like, means not quite as in love with Daredevil. Daredevil and Gold Goblin <laughs> kind of like met up with each other somewhere in the middle. Okay. Uh, but okay. I was the I was the first one on Twitter to go like, I feel nothing. For this I costume. know you did, and then and then Cantwell was like, "Okay, man, well, you don't have to say it like that." And I was like, "All right, oh shit!" I, I honestly didn't even know Chris Cantwell was writing it because Cantwell wrote a great Doom book, and I trust his work, but like, I didn't know it was him. And that's and that's the thing about the internet: you got to be careful what you say, but also if you say it, you got to own up to it. And, and Sal I, did, in fact, own up. I to did, it. I like, did. I did say this, did and say then that. it turns out I really liked and it. And I was wrong. It's a good book. Who'd have thought? Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, no. What about what about you? What about you, Tiffany? Um, I read Ghost Rider number eleven this week. Hey. They were like, "Hey, Danny Catch, maybe. Danny Catch, Danny Catch is not in this book." Oh, you got lied to. I got lied to. They're like, "Next time, baby." Oh, I hate Marvel. Next does, time, Marvel does baby. that so well. I'm like, I am War Machine. What? Next time, baby. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got War Machine. I got. I'm you got like, Terrence Howard. I'm. I'm, at, I'm, like, I'm at. I'm like reading this book. I'm like any minute now. Danny Ketch is going to show up. Feels now. like I've been reading a lot of pages. When is he going to okay. show up? Okay. Oh, uh, it's going to be a last page reveal. No. No. Oh, no. Not even no. a last page? No. Boo. No, it's like a teaser page at the end. They're like, next time. That sucks. You the just, cover is next time. You just, you just wait. Just wait. I mean, this was good. It was good for me to like read that summary because, again, I've been like spottily reading this book. Yes. But I got to tell you, the summary did really help to like i was like okay i remember i remember this and i remember that and oh okay i see how this kind of you know resolves itself and i see where we are now okay gotcha all right we're, we're, we're doing okay now <laughs> you got catch fish according to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> i was i i was not thrilled with that with, oh, well. like in, oh with that bait and switch yeah I, like it's a cool like, cover but like cool. so was this yeah and again I'm happy to have come back into it, you know, fine, whatever, you know, explains where this crazy bike comes from that he's riding. And then immediately it's gone in this issue. Mm. I'm like, cool. All right. So I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Written by Ben Percy with art by Dave Watcher. Um, Watcher's art for me, like really sings uh, in the like environments. Not that there's anything wrong with his people at all, but like for me, it comes down to those really great, you know, 
backgrounds or something about them and the way in which he draws like cars yes and you, if you're, you need to draw if cars you're, and bikes if you're the artist on ghost rider you need to draw two things well you yep. need to draw a skeleton and a skull skulls the skulls right. really just the skulls because the, the skeleton's gonna be the in skull, a leather yeah, jacket yeah you, you, you didn't know it's in there the skull and cars slash motorcycles like you need to have those everything else who cares no who cares right um but um yeah you know it, it's good it's it's fine um okay i i i like it yeah but it didn't blow your mind i i know you No, i be... like it because it's like it's gritty and it's it it perfectly suits the mood of this comic 100 uh. percent. and i honestly i need to see a little more like ghostwriter action again because i did remember it from earlier and how great it looked and in this this particular issue there wasn't a lot of that it was a lot of like catch up and like yes. kind of like doing sort of like a montage of like things happening so that we can span some time and and you know explain some stuff that's going on sure. i'm like sure so you, you don't really get those great big hero images there's a couple in here that are pretty spectacular though. yeah but with ghost but rider i mean like moon knight has never failed to give you a dope moon knight moment right 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 and there are some some cool stuff but then like i mean like there's just some moody gorgeous yeah, like i'm like it's just yeah it's cool um writing wise it's interesting percy's you know very different voice on this one you know percy's writing uh wolverine he's writing x-force he's writing this i'm sure he's writing 12 other things because dude is a machine yeah um this is a very different voice and i forgot how kind of edlordy it is <laughs> and a little angsty and it got, it should it be, right? got it's a ghost little heavy-handed in this issue um, about halfway through kind of evened itself out yeah. but like early on i was like oh, but how on the okay. mackie scale is it I mean, it's not there, but the Mackie scale is very different. That's like it's, it's I, calibrated very differently. It's calibrated very differently. Um, I, I'm not really complaining about this book, other than the fact that I was promised were, Danny Catch to show up. And they're like, no, a next issue. So yeah, for so nine dollars. Yeah, you, you got me. Read. You got me twice because you know I'm coming back for like you got me to come come back to this yeah. with the promise of Danny Catch, and then you're like, he's not in this one, so I know you're gonna write the next one. They could do that for two more issues after this, and I'd still be like, okay, but yeah, they might. But this time, this, right. th this time he's gonna be there, right? He better be, right? They're like, sure, yeah. Okay, here's my money. Okay, no, damn it, next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> but I, I, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. No, it's I really have no complaints. No, really, like yeah, but it's not. You know, it's it's fine. I think it's just the fact that I got you got hosed. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, like yeah. I think I'd be more excited about this book if I hadn't. You know, I'd be like, yeah, this is a good issue. You know, we, yeah. we deal with some stuff. We, you know, clean up some some loose ends, and you know, set up the fact that we're going to the next arc. Yeah, instead of being like, you're getting this guy. Just kidding. Yeah. Not yet. Boo. <laughs> uh, Adam Thenhouse says, do you think the previous regime was going to make Barry number two reverse flash, keep them lights on? No, that was uh, there. They've got plans. They've got plans. And it wasn't it, reverse flash. Never part of them. Ali Elziati, uh, the look on Michael Keaton's face when he says I'm Batman is so good. He looks so happy. Like he gets to say that in a movie again. Uh, yeah, a little too happy. I saw a poster for those character reveals, and he's still smiling in the poster. And I'm like, I mean, I guess he's more well adjusted. Maybe he's a little, <laughs> you know, maybe because all the characters, maybe all his villains are dead. And he's like, I mean, I, I dress as Batman, and there's nobody to fight, so it's fantastic. I can move my neck. Yeah, I can I'm, move my neck. I'm finally. thrilled. I'm, I'm, I'm a happy man. Exactly. Chocobo kid. Uh, oh my, Tiffany, your hair—it's fantastic, by the way. But your hair, wow. All right. Thank you, Chocobo kid. Let, let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah, a few people did notice. Yeah, folks noticed. It's not real. <laughs> well, no. I mean, like, I, you're not naturally a, I, a pink. Right. No, but it's also, it's not 
a done deal, guys. This is actually a, an attempt to find out if this is the thing I'd like to do. Yes. With my hair. And it was a less expensive, less fully committed thing to do. Yes, than just doing than it. Than just going doing to the salon it. And- because I'm not that person. I'm not that spontaneous and, and reckless where I just go, all right, like, Here's make my, my hair like, like platinum blonde and then make it pink. This is something I've thought about for years. Mm-hmm. And even at years, I was still like, all right, let's get something that's similar to it. And I like cut it to like my normal length and all that. And so like, I'm just saying, it's just the thing I want to wake up to every day where mm-hmm. I just go like, Hey, I have pink hair. Yeah. I have to go to work like this. Right. I've not worn this to work and I do not plan on doing that. Mm-hmm. I would literally just have to come into work and be like, my hair's pink now. Please don't fire me. Right. <laughs> Well, you could you could sue them if they did. Uh, B Black, uh, <laughs> love the hair tip. My friends did the same thing at our party for the halftime show. Impressive. Riri did a performance uh, while pregnant. I couldn't even tell. Yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah, and I that's heard the like, same thing. I mean, like, good for her to to be in that type of like incredible shape. Yeah, because like pregnancy takes a toll on a woman. It's and, true. Like, it, like, and then to be like able to perform to that caliber as yeah. well. I'm like right especially on that stage she could have been hit with a giant mallet or a giant hand could have descended from the skies and hit her that's true she'd run out of time right 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 right. Uh, jose she she had a pretty good percentage rating though yeah she's doing good good jose rivera dc universe used to send care pack boxes to fans in the message boards i got an awesome superman box a few years ago with a nice letter yeah man dc universe Uh, dc fans used to do that for us as well and then they uh they were like no because youtube was like you can't pay people with things without declaring it uh chiam crasher uh could you recommend some good comic adaptations of works from other mediums like movies games and novels also tiffany's hair looks lovely okay well thank you all uh i mean if you're talking about, i mean like i you know if you're talking about like comic book versions of things from other places you got to read frank miller's robocop you have to read the dark horse runs of aliens they're the best alien like sequels mm. uh you know similarly you know terminator has some pretty good or, or at least good to fair uh outings predator as well you don't read a lot of like comic book versions of things that started from movies and stuff uh you know darkwing duck had a good long run for a while if you were looking for darkwing duck uh I'd i think say, it's out of print now i'd say the witcher the witcher is the a witcher good comic comics book series. are there's there's quite a few out there you're um they do them in like little like I want to say five issue like mini kind yeah. of things. You can get a bunch of different ones, a bunch of different artists on them. IMDb's um, Ghost Rider or IDW's Ghost uh, Busters. Ghostbusters was a good series for a long time. It was like Ghost Rider. Yeah. Like, what? Ghost Writer from oh. PBS. Uh, no, it was, the Ghostbuster series was really cool. Uh, you can just read Mass Hysteria. Unfortunately, it's out of print. You'll never get it again. Uh, Juwan Fincher says, I'm in a bad place with Marvel and DC. I watched all Marvel pull it put out but i couldn't take it but i could take it or leave it and now i have to wait for dc to try again i was okay with waiting but this trailer triggered me uh it, well i i cannot be there my friend uh you know it, my my hardcore recommendation for that would be you gotta like pull back you pull back you take the time you need maybe immerse yourself some other franchise mm-hmm. some other idea you mm-hmm. know re watch a bunch of uh movies by a director you don't really know or that you used to love as a kid or that you loved in, as an adolescent see if you like reimmerse yourself in something else then you know see if you return to it and you want something yeah like that again absolutely uh the new ethan uh, i had my wife watch the trouble episode and she was cracking up at how many similarities there are to high school musical 2 the book came out before no way i did not i mean i've obviously i'm not exactly the title demographic for that but uh that's dope i love that i love that they ripped off trouble i hope they did <laughs> 
Uh, B Black, uh, curious if Tiffany Red Bloodline has cool Buffy vibes. I'm digging it. Uh, feels like her saving Blades. Uh, they're saving Blades comic for a movie or taking their good time to find a good writer. Well, the Blade Daughter book came out. So right. I know that, that that's... That was two weeks ago and I yeah. did not read that. When you said Bloodline, though, I immediately... Thought the DC Comics really uh, mega event did. that I needs an like, omnibus. Dude, I did not read Bloodlines and I'm not going to. But no, yeah. I might read the Bloodline book for sure. I only have to catch up on one issue. Absolutely. So. Uh, and the new Ethan, Tiffany's hair is incredible as well. Thank you very well, much. Thank you, Ethan, for liking it. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Mordazai says, uh, finally sat down and read the last issue of Midnight Suns since Tiffany had to go through all that. Felt like the cleanup, felt the clean up to get to the end. Weird, but neat. I hoped Hot Agatha was just a flashback, not the end game. Uh, well, I think she is the end game. I think that's the plan. But uh, yeah, enjoy Midnight Suns, man. Uh, Cam, hair looks great, Tiff. Go for it. Oh, thank you. I might. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm kind of a kind of a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a lot of uh, I heard a lot of uh, voices in support. Uh, what else did you read? Uh, what else did Before I? Before we get into that's, trailers, that's and stuff? like a good question. What else did I read? I read oh I read Bishop War College this week. Ah yes, War College, love it. I went to War College for a little while. Literally, keep thinking it is War Collage, and I'm like, War Collage. I, I guess you can have a War Collage. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, collage your your war stories. Um, <laughs> written by Jay. Holtham, uh, with art by Sean Damian Hill. Yes. Okay. Is the cover by Rob Liefeld? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Ken Lashley and Juan Fernandez. Oh, okay. I know those artists. That's weird. <laughs> All right. Anyway, War uh, College. I believe this is a five-issue story that they're going to be doing. Um, it takes uh, Bishop as the captain commander. Yes. Of all the Krakoan captains, like the war captains, like yeah. he's in charge of all of them, right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, and he's trying to create. He has a program of training young mutants, not new mutants. No, those some crossover. It's a different team. Um, young mutants. Um, for any potential conflicts that might come to the shores of of Krakoa. The idea being that, like Bishop's, like I'm from the future. Wow, wow. <laughs> um, and things will always come for us and we need to be ready and you never know what's coming. So he's trying to train them and like, it's not easy. I mean, these kids have been, a lot of the, the, the mutants who have shown up have their own um, traumatic pasts yeah. or futures or whatever you want to say for that. Um, and so, you know, they're the right sort potentially for this. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. Like the future is scary, but also like you're living on an island of like paradise. Right. So what are you complaining about? So kind of just want kind of just want to enjoy yourself. Um Yeah. So it's rough. Bishop really puts them through the ringer and it's just like, you know, like rides them hard. Yeah. To the point where eventually the quiet council's like, okay, mm -hmm. you that. need to dial it back. Like, man. Gonna, you get one more day with them and then and then you're see. done. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, so Bishop decides that he's gonna talk to Tempo and try to convince her to see if she could utilize her powers to basically make like a time bubble where they just groundhogs day. They, well, they spend keep, like a year in there. They'll just keep reliving it like until they get it right. Right. Oh. You know, that type of thing. Um but do Nothing. they get to like sign up for that or is that just made it's kind of sprung upon them oh i'd be like nah it's kind of i'm like oh that's <laughs> not cool yeah. um but you know what you're not really losing that time like you are and you aren't i don't know right yeah yeah that's fair it's, okay um it's nebulous but it all does not go to plan um strucker's kids show up they bring oh. they bring orcus to krakoa oh, okay. right, cool. but like the events of that occurring essentially like something happens with tempo's powers and it ends up seemingly 
spoilers uh for the last page of this book rocketing uh bishop into the past okay where it's like the 90s x-men oh. but it's not quite the 90s x-men and if you've seen the cover for this book you know what i'm talking about right um and the team the like war college they're left behind yes and because of um other world and blight swill like blight swill is a chemical that comes out of that place that's out there okay um and it can nullify your powers we saw it in some of the um um like knights of x and stuff like that yes right Mm -hmm. and um so their powers are like nullified for right now so oh, they're no. trying to get their underground they're trying to get out from underground so they can warn the rest of krakoa and all that stuff right we've completely taken a bishop away from his war college oh okay. which I was like why did you call it we just wanted to tell a bishop story yeah it's okay to just tell a bishop story well may- maybe uh I mean, like, maybe it's gonna come around we only want issue well, in and he'll learn like to be a better leader like, yeah and... maybe but it's just so funny like there was like this emphasis on him training these kids and we've immediately taken him out of that and like time travel and it's like it's bishop of course it's gonna be time travel to be honest with you guys i don't know if i can take time travel right now now like <laughs> i simultaneously love time travel and hate time travel yeah it's like there's very much this love hate relationship i have with it i think that's why i'm like like okay cool kang but also like i hate you right yeah no i know a lot I of people you. don't like kang for um that reason. so like again there's nothing wrong with this and it's only five issues i was just surprised that you went to all the trouble of calling it bishop war college well maybe he's gonna turn the original x-men or the 90s it could have also been that they were like could you try to tie it more into krakoa instead of just doing a bishop story at a time and i'm like i get you but also like if you just want to tell a bishop story that's fine right like no one's gonna complain about having nobody's gonna be upset about that one you also do get to see a whole bunch of like bishop's costumes like his previous looks including bandana wearing oh yay good like that's peak bishop that's like my favorite is is, is long jerry curl like mullet bishop I, N- red neckerchief i think that's just because he's the first one i saw and yeah. typically you tend to love the, the first. first thing you like the first iteration of something you see or hear well, the i've seen the like most. a dozen versions of bishop yeah and that one is the coolest it's it's i gotta get my action figure of him he's pretty cool he's, he's pretty he's pretty great um so i so I, that's where we are i am wondering what he will glean from this experience mm-hmm. because it seems like Bishop's not wrong either. Right. I mean, there is stuff constantly coming for them, but it's it's from all over the place, and it seems impossible for anyone to prepare fully for. Right, what, unless what, you have like a person who's lived like a like yeah. A bunch of and lifetime. if it wasn't for the fact that Destiny is so embroiled with so many other things right now, it seems like Bishop would really be like, "We, you, and I need to talk." Yeah, exactly. Like, but I feel like it was just something that couldn't happen because they're like Destiny's doing too many things in too many other books. She's so just very like, busy, yeah. Just, just do that. But I mean, you got Bishop going back to the '90s or a, a version of the '90s X Men makes yeah. sense. You know, you can't help yourself there when mm-hmm. it comes to Bishop. So I know. Um, if you like Bishop and you like time travel and like you're not like me who's like love hate it, kind of tired of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not sure how I feel about it. You mm-hmm. can go check that out again. It's only five issues and we're we only on issue one. So Thanks. it's easy to catch up on. M N and M says any chance that Keaton is Thomas Wayne Batman. You could have dead father, dead son relationship with Affleck's Batman flashpoint button style. That's a neat idea. I don't see them doing it. I think he's just going to be the one from 89 Batman. I think that's the plan. Like, I don't think they're going to like try to pull the rug out from under you in that, in that regard. I think it's just real Batman. Uh, I, uh, of course read a Gotham city year one, number five from Tom King and Phil Hester, man, you know, when I was a kid, 
Bill Hester was uh, drawing stuff like Green Arrow. I yeah. was like, yeah, he's kind of fun. You know, he's got kind of like a very simple like line kind of style. Whatever. Really easy to discount. At mm -hmm. least it was for me. But uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get Phil Hester back then. I appreciated him kind of, but I was like, that's eh, a little too simplistic for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm a dummy. I like. I've always loved this book. I like to think it's because you met me. I mean, definitely <laughs> you you have you have influenced my understanding of art to a degree that I couldn't think possible. But uh, you know, Hester was drawn was born to draw this book. It's incredible. This this book is just it's the penultimate issue. There's six issues of this series. The next one comes out soon. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but it's been a beautiful mystery. Uh, well, I will say, uh, you know, as you know, I, I, I kind of like we made a bunch of fans by being able to point out certain Tom King isms. You know, I was like, oh, no, a story about a tortured man who meets a woman and she's really strong and she pulls him out of the hole that she's that he's in. What a what an original concept. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that a that's not what this is. But B, uh, this this seems to be a trend with him now where it's like if he's doing a mystery uh the the first up until the last two issues the, the, all those all those issues lead up to a mystery then the penultimate issue regardless of issue numbers eight five or eight six twelve uh that's those are the numbers mm -hmm. um the the second to last issue is a character will explain the entire mystery and ex and, and and isolate like catch up the reader with what they missed and tell them who the murderer is and what the mystery was all about. Uh -huh. And then the final issue is the denouement. Right. I don't know. Normally when I do that, I'm usually pointing it out to talk about like how hacky or obvious it is. Uh, I just kind of like that. I just, I, I haven't, uh, I'm, I'm surprised uh, because I don't normally get mysteries like that. Normally it's something like, you know, some, some hacky nonsense, uh -huh. but uh, I don't know. I'm like, I, just, I noticed it in this one. Cause I think, King himself like tweeted and he's like, "This is the issue where we explain everything." And I was like, "You did that in Rorschach, and Strange Adventures, and this." Well, yeah, but he didn't do it in the other things that I like. <laughs> and Human Target. Yeah, but he didn't do it in Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow. There was no mystery. That's just like, he doesn't always do it. <laughs> he doesn't just... always. Well, that's because not, he doesn't always do a mystery. Yeah. But when he does, uh. But yeah. That being said, this book's this, this book's great. Uh, don't let anyone spoil it for you. Just read the series. Just buy, buy them all. Just buy them all. There's only Sounds six issues. Just buy them all. Yeah. Another quote that we'll never get on a cover. Uh, what do you got? Oh, um, I read Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Naturally. One this week. Good. Um, because I said I was going to. You did. <laughs> and because I wanted to. Um, this is the Al Ewing entry into the Sins of Sinister. Yes. Uh, which is interesting because, uh, all right, so it's written by Al Ewing with art by Paco Medina. Yay. Um, and it's Sins of Sinister, uh, Storm of the Brotherhood of Mutants. It's Storm of the Brotherhood of Mutants part, like, one, number one, yes. right? However, when you look on the credits page, it's just, this is pretty smart of them to do. It says part two, Storm seven. So that means that this is part two of Sins of Sinister. Cool. So okay. it's, like, it's kind of like a little reading order for you. Yeah. And also like helps you to kind of keep it all straight. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Right. Um, so yeah, this is like we're we're in the future, right? <laughs> it's all about the future. Um, which is like I get I'm like, this is time travel, but not this is a this is alternate time, future. Because time has actually gone forward. Exactly. Um and so, you know, in, in the wake of, of the events of the first um entry into Sins of Sinister. Um, Sinister is stuck in the future 
or in this like in his timeline in that his he's timeline created. that he's created um where he has taken over Krakoa and and has infected most if not everyone with his uh sinister dna and um storm fled yes was able to get away um and has seemingly had had sort of teamed up with destiny and mystique but we find out no not so much so she goes to Araco, and and we know from um the last issue of sins of sinister that Araco doesn't make it so you kind of get to find out what happens that like they send like a couple of chimera up there and like storm along with all the folks from Araco and like others that they can get to come help from other parts of the universe duke try to come um they make it seem like it's like an attack by orcas mm -hmm. and they destroy Araco. and storm is essentially her base is like floating in an asteroid field <laughs> right and um you know she's got uh characters like um cora and Wizkid and Ironfire and um cable is there and cable merged actually with um there was a mutant i don't know if you remember it um from um some of the uh x-men red who was a keeper of araco lore they were like a bunch of worms that they came together as like one worm and okay. they had like a living history from like everything that they remembered and learned mm -hmm. and then part of them they were destroyed i think by um What's his name? Uranus. That's really weird. Why? Because that's because there's another iconic character. Xylo. That's who name. is who who is just a bunch of worms that like ate the ground from which the original version of that person died. Uh -huh. And so it like collected its memories and became that, pe that well, person. They have the memories of all of the Araco people. Yeah, I know. I'm like, just saying like, but that's I'm like, that's not that's if I had two nickels for every time that I heard about a character who existed because they were a collection of worms that ate the soil from the person's previous like body, uh -huh. I'd have two nickels, but it's still weird that that happened. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll tell you who that character is after you're done. Okay, but so Cable now, instead of having his like... Cableness? His arm? It's worms? It, yeah, it's it's made out of that. <laughs> like they, They've merged and become one being. All right, cool. Um, so he's like able to use his abilities, but also then like access the database that they have as well so it's an interesting pairing you know who cares it's the future it's a future that's never going to exist so mm -hmm. what whatever right yeah um essentially we find out in this issue that like mystique and destiny are not working with storm at all and in fact they're like a separate entity operating on their own with their own their own team or their own people their own like reasons for doing things oh my because God. like destiny is easily becoming one of my like you suck oh, you're the worst um so Storm's trying really hard to like pull things together and, and, and to try to figure out like to just keep the people she has alive until they figure out what to do, right? Yeah. Um Destiny comes to her and is like, I've got a solution. And then it turns out it's actually a mystique pretending to be Destiny. Oh my god. Um, because she was afraid that they would kill Destiny. So she's like, I was gonna let you do that. So like I, I came in her place. Okay. Um and she's like, I, but that is true that like we know that Sinister made copies of moira and if we go and find one of them and kill them we'll just we'll, we won't know if it won't stop it forever but we'll be able to have a chance at least yeah so if we go and kill one of them we'll be good right, but right? how will we know about him when we do that that's we can't the, send that's anybody back we just have to hope thing. for the best that's it that no, sucks. Like, that's least... a terrible plan so anyway um, you need to send a message in a bottle. They get the they get the team together and uh, they they go um, to Muir Island, which is where Sinister have been keeping them. Mm, um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, right under her nose, theoretically. <laughs> mm -hmm. They um they fight their way into there. Uh, Storm generates like a cyclone strong enough to eat away at the Earth, and like two of the characters with her are like, 
why does she even need us here? Right. What are we doing? <laughs> She's like to keep people from shooting me. <laughs> I like the company. Um, <laughs> so they get down there and um, they find that um, Sinister has like created like a bubble kind of around them, whatever they. Well, didn't he lose them? Well, we're finding out how he lost them. And oh. So they teleport them away. Okay. They did? Yeah. They teleport them away. And then like it's Wizkid and Storm. And then uh, Wizkid stabs Storm. What? Um, because it's actually Mystique. Right. Because the Mystique that was there wasn't really Mystique. It was a... It, it's like there's like lots of subterfuge with this. Honestly, like I feel like Ewing... Did it read better than it does trying to recount it because it sounds like a mess um it did read better than i that i'm recounting it did not, make, not to no 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 no. you can impugn impugn away i'm not i'm not i'm just saying um, essentially it's they they're destiny and mystique are playing like 40 checkers and yeah, chess or whatever it. and they, they these guys are. are playing like you know what it is tecto. i'm not annoyed at al ewing i'm annoyed at those characters which means ewing's doing a good job sure because they just they're so in keeping with they their just hair. couldn't keep they couldn't play nice no. so they wanted to take the moiras and they did right because destiny's whole thing is that like destiny's remember that remember that orb that like i was like remember the orb and no one remembered the orb but the orb and then we opened up and we found it was inside of it and it's like a nathaniel essex of some sort oh like something like that remember i still from... don't remember that orb no <sighs> jeez it's like i didn't read it's it. like forget know. me not yeah um who yeah um but like destiny's working with him like the orb version of, of Nathaniel Essex. Yeah. And like, Oh yeah. Okay. He's, no, like, he's like, I'm sorry. I thought you, <laughs> my brain just rewrote, overwrote Nathaniel Essex with Nate gray. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was no, like, Ooh, X-Man. No, yeah, I don't remember that. Really weird. Um, but he's like, why do you care about keeping this universe? Like this timeline? And she's like, because my wife's alive in this one. And I'm like, Oh, does that mean that like in other versions, mystique is, does it does not make it. And destiny's like, that is unacceptable. Not to me. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, that means that... Well, these are, these are two petty people. Very. Remember? She's like, make Inferno really bad if they don't bring me back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um. So, that's Destiny's entire thing. Storm just wants to fix this, yeah. essentially. That's where the Moiras went. Right. They're with Mystique and yeah, Destiny. Yeah, and Destiny, presumably. Great. Um, But that's why sinister is screwed yeah no wonder we're gonna lose krakoa this issue kind of like it was a little weird at times because ewing's clearly trying to do that thing where he's just like i need to make this feel like it's a lived in world mm -hmm. um and to do that i'm gonna make the characters like make references like like oh this is like this is like that time in blah right haha <laughs> and like right. that's a little hacky to me but i also get what you're doing yeah but I also feel like Ewing's a little beyond that. Yeah. But I'm not going to really. We'll see. It was the first <laughs> issue of the three he's going to write. That's a little shaky. It, that, that was a little. By the end, Destiny had in. made me so angry. You have to know what she's going to do. That I was like, I was like, no, he knows how to write. Yeah. Like, he knows how to write. Look at how mad I am at this this fake character for what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So well, there's two more of those. I know, and I'm I'm listen, and I'm excited for all of them. I'm I really, agree. It's not just two of those. Then we got Nightcrawlers, and we have Immoral X Men. Like, yeah, I'm I'm hyped for all of them. Okay, I had a I had an idea. I was talking about this with a with a with a colleague of mine um, regarding Al Ewing and mm. Simon Spurrier and uh, Kieran Gillen. Yeah, and I thought it'd be really cool uh, if on this channel, at Comp Pop Returns, we did a video in which Tiffany moderated a chat between all three of them. I wouldn't literally be able to do that. Well, I 
think you might have to because I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. But I just wanted to see if the audience would be interested in that and if you would be willing to host that kind of thing. Because, uh, you know, Cy and Kirit are notoriously difficult to get a hold of, but I, I, I somehow managed to finagle the information uh, for, of, of, of a Mr. Ewing. So we'll see what happens. But I think it'll be really cool. You know, just like an hour chat about X-Men and about, you know, being British. and Let's see what happens. Uh, getting into some super chats while Tiffany takes a break. Um, R. Jones uh, dropped in to do some some of the Lord's work. Uh, Hi, Sal and Tiffany. Just stopping by to plug Milestone titles, Icon and Hardware starts this week. Uh, Icon, Icon versus Hardware starts this week. First crossover of the re- rebooted Milestone universe. Yeah, I heard some good rumblings about it. I don't know much bes- outside of that. Uh, I did uh, go through Static because I love Static. And I feel bad because like, I know they're working really hard and I'm, I, I want Milestone to work and succeed but it just ain't as good as Dwayne's. Like, I'm sorry. But you know what, though? It's a good book, and I think it's doing a good job. And the yeah. art isn't, the art, the art is fine. It's not for me, but it's not, it's not bad. It's just not, Here's it's not clicking with me. The thing for a lot of younger folks, it's, this is, this is their good, this is their only way in. But I'm just saying, like, this is like, this is a very, like, it's a different experience than you have of like having yeah. the, like, you read that at a younger age as well, you yeah. know, like, there's like a connection there. So like, it's an, it's an important initiative mm-hmm. for them to be doing. And I'm really glad that they've continued going with it. Yeah. And the number one thing that I love the most is the fact that the milestone logo is on, on the book cover. Absolutely. Like it is there. It's not like it's DC and then very quietly milestone. No, like, or it, they just don't even bother. Right. Right. Like that is so important. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm additionally, two, I'm of two minds about that. Okay. Because on one hand, I, I think that milestone is important. And I think that, uh, it was never DC's, you know, it was, th- they used DC yeah. to get milestone into the hands of readers and it worked, uh-huh. you know, whether that was, you know, creatively satisfying for the, the team involved eventually remains to be seen, you know, depending on who you trust and mm. ask. But I also worry because they've worked it out. Like they've, whatever they did, they worked it out. Mm-hmm with McDuffie's widow and they, 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 they now were like milestone is in the, like we own it. Yeah. And I wonder if putting the milestone logo on it is someone's way of being able to like go, well, if you have any problems with it, it's not really like, on, it's not really ours. It's, okay. I don't it's okay think there. it's that at all. Like I'm really I, like, you know, cynically, I'm just like concerned that they're like using milestone as kind of like a shield. No, I have a feeling that it's, it's actually part of the, agreement like yeah no that would make I, th- sense I think it's actually part of the agreement that like the Put milestone logo has to be on it I like um that. and and so instead of like doing it in a hacky way they're just they're just doing it no i don't think it's that at all okay. I, I think it's it's less nefarious than that and more of a, a legal yeah deal okay um additionally just that you know what like yeah it should be on there yeah they, like dc didn't make this no it's exactly they're printing but they this. do own it well now they do yeah. and i i, I well would... like when they did um when they put out like Wildcats and stuff like that, they put the logo on there. The Wildstorm logo? Yeah. Did they? I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. I think well, I think Wildcats. question well, everything. Wild, Wildcats is, Wildstorm is one of those things where DC is just like, you know, Jim Lee sold that shit. And just like with Vertigo, I mean, like that was the imprint, but I mean, it was just almost his own little thing it's, over there. Yeah, and yeah. like DC. Well, DC is like, no, you're part of us now. Constantine's on the Justice League. Oh. Yeah. That's an uh, eating the characters, I guess. Yeah, but I also say. like, I, I, if if they do like because i don't really know i, I you know I, I watched some of the document the most recent documentary and i was like boo i don't like this like 
don't believe you. Mm. But uh, I, um, if it's in, go in. Like, mm -hmm. I want, like, the second half of the DC studios yeah. to be milestones. Not all, my, not be like, okay. And the next chapter after like the Swamp Thing movie comes out is Icon and Rocket, Static <laughs> or Static, I should say, Hardware and uh, and Blood Syndicate. Like, I don't, I, I mean, that would be freaking amazing. But I also- 100% Static Static be it, on the docket. Static, static should be, a, should, they should bring back the cartoon. Yes. They should make a Static movie. Yes. Produced by Will Smith because he loves that goddamn character. If you if you go back, this you've I, I'm I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of recent events. As no, long yeah, as but he can he, help bankroll it. He'll and, bankroll it, and he yeah. can play the dad. <laughs> and his son cannot be in it. I think that you you cast the characters. You do an open casting call and let whoever comes and has the best showing play the roles that they should. If you get Will Smith, you're fine. I mean, <laughs> I get you. I definitely. But Will get Smith that. loved that character so much that if you go back and watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air and you go to the pool house, he has static covers. Oh, on the wall that's nice i'm like and it's they never pointed it out but if you watch you're like hey <laughs> but uh yeah no i static should be back like yeah. in a big bad way like i and i'm like this this and new then they can, like, and they can synergize it by putting him on the justice league or something well not that that's a book right now no. but like you know what i mean like no he should be on a he should be a he, titan he should be a titan static should be a titan the icon of rocket should be bigger you know i i would love to see hard could Rocket also be a Titan? I I think she should. She was. They were. She was in the Titans cartoon. Okay. Um. You can see how, how much I watched that. I'm sorry. No, that. none of it. Neither of us watched that show. I'm sorry. Um. I watched a little bit of it, and I was like, "This is cool. I don't want to get into it." Um. But yeah. No. St and Static was on. Was in the Justice League Timverse. Like, Batman crossed over with him. And the Justice League went back in time and met up with him, and he's like old, and it's it's really cool. Anyway, more milestone. Uh, Josh yeah. Wallaba, hashtag team, team pink hair, agreed. Thank you. Uh, KB, comic papa always gets paid. Agreed. <laughs> Tim, are you going to read the new Doom Patrol run? Thank you both for the hours of quality entertainment. Yeah, you know, I gotta tell you, like, I, I am definitely gonna check it out because Doom Patrol has had many different writers, it's had a lot of different feels and vibes. Um, I really connected with the Gerard Way take. And so I think it's going to be a, a harder sell for me. That doesn't mean it's a no yeah. at all. I just know that I'm going to need to give it a little more time, I think. Yeah. Than other folks who are just jumping on or just fans. Like, I just really connected with that Gerard Way, Way run. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I sure, it's true. But, oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> Someone in our chat wrote Blood Syndicate. <laughs> yeah. You got to get some Blood Syndicate up in this. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, that'd be a movie. I mean, it reads like a movie. Uh, MNM says, wait, what, who's the worm character? Oh, yeah, Shredder. That's how they brought back Shredder after they killed him. Shredder's worms. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Or at least he was for a little while. There's a whole TED talk in this. I agree. Uh, Tanner Matheson, I uh, just want to say thank you for the small episodes. The episode that got me is Green Arrow Quiver, and nice. I've watched every episode since. Also, Legends of the Green Flame. Iconic. <laughs> agree. Yay! That one's a little forgotten one. I love that one though. Yeah, thank you, man. Absolutely love that one. Yeah, no, I, I, the thing is, I, I know we were talking about the slate, like the DC slate that's up upcoming, yep. upcoming, and it's like, you know, I love that John Stewart's there, and I, and like, I think it's like I can't wait to see what they do with him. But like, I literally was like, and, and Static, and, right, and and anyone, and like, any of them, but like Static, I think is the doorway. Yeah, like, I think then you bring in like 
icon. You're bringing the blood sticking, like all of that. But yeah. static is the doorway. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like Peter. Like it's, it's. Yeah. He's like, hey, you probably know me. Right. You probably watched my cartoon. Exactly. So come on. I know I did. Like that's how <laughs> I knew static. No, it's true. So like to find out static was like a comic book, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, that cartoon was. Uh, additionally, did you guys know that last week I didn't bother to, or I, I didn't think to mention this. I just noticed it when I was purchasing um, some books. I need to take a screenshot of it so I can go back to it. Yeah. Um, and DC put out uh, the DC universe by Dwayne McDuffie. Yes. I, uh, yes uh, when jason Inman was on the show he was like he bought them because he's worried that dc shoved superman on the cover so that like to get to boost sales yeah and that he's concerned they'll never reprint it again yeah well it, i so have i have a few like i have this can here's it, it it is it is a volume that celebrates the dc works of mcduffie and contains stories curated from action comics the demon impulse jla showcase uh batman gotham knights sins of youth kid flash slash impulse firestorm the nuclear man uh and plus a tribute from static shock special number one. oh nice okay so it's like a oh, it's that one it's a sampling of right, like his the, works and his influence over at dc right like the dc universe yeah. by alan Moore, but i was, I, I was like wait what yeah at first I, I was actually hoping it was like well there's a milestone tr trade that's also coming out well I, I wasn't sure it was that i actually was hoping it was kind of more of a like biographical yeah or like, you know what i mean like documentary mm -hmm. sort of book that yes. takes a look at his works, but it turns out it's just samplings. I'm like, that's good too. That's still cool. That's still cool. Yeah. I like, I, I gotta read, I gotta go over his justice league run. I don't think it's in print, but I'll have to go mm. check it out. Uh, green be, flame, green flame. Be back. I like Bishop's comic. Not so much. The narrative structure seems like an ABC plot between Bishop as mutants and tempo was, was hoping for a more linear story. But maybe that was the editor's decision. I'm telling you, I, this, that book feels like it wanted to be, here's the Bishop story. And then they're like, could could you gotta do you gotta do something with Krakoa more directly yes and so like i totally agree it, it reads a little more but I, I think the writer has a lot more work i think with tv and movies and mm. it does read a little bit more like that like we switch from this plot to that plot to this plot which you do see in comics yeah but it definitely reads a little bit more like a script for a show right i think that might be what you're feeling mm -hmm. um but like i do wonder though if they were just trying to like i want to do a bishop story right which is a harder sell, unfortunately, because he's a smaller character. And stuff I like I get. I don't know. Like I feel like if you watch the, if you came into the X Men through the show, yes, you know who Bishop is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're like it's not like you have to sell like who's this guy? Yeah, who who is this guy? Who is no? You know who this guy who's is. This guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, are there any other books? No, I, right, I kept it. I kept it small because yeah, because we, we got to talk about, about the trailers. So I was sorry. like, oh. Uh, Chip Zdarsky, Mike Hawthorne, Batman 132 came out. Oh, I was going to read this. Though. It's good. Yeah, right, this keep... cover where you're like, initially, yeah. what? It's a oh, hot chick. Yeah, like here's here's hot chick. Uh, yeah, Batman uh, fights like alternate reality variants of characters he knows, like Punchline and stuff. Everybody's like hopped up on Venom and Harvey Dent's a pain in the ass. They got a new bad guy character nobody cares about and all this stuff. Like, it's, it's good. It's a good book. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Mike Hawthorne, uh, I like him better on Batman than Daredevil. Uh, and uh, I think he's doing a great job. Mm. Um, Batman finally decided, like, oh, my God, I have to be Batman in this universe. Like, you know, I can't just 
dick around here. I gotta like, I gotta save Gotham. Yeah, like wherever I am, I need to to do this. Ex- and that's this book. Like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if I'm in another reality. Yeah, and it doesn't Tim matter. It doesn't matter whose city it is. I care for Gotham. Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, and and Tim has a backup story, which is also written by Chip, which is just about like him hunting for Batman. And I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, okay. It's a good book. It's this is this is where you know, whereas Daredevil like left me a little bit short uh, or cold. This one is like, yay. Like, yeah, this is this is the one to read between the two. Um, but yeah. So uh, let's talk about some trailers, shall we? Sure. Uh, like that Nike trailer? Like, what? I didn't see a Nike trailer. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are doing a movie about the Air Jordans being created. It honestly looks a little compelling. Wait, that's I, real? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm on, like, I'm like, I was like, haha, wait, this is this is actually a thing. Mm. It's literally about Nike trying to become famous. Oh, yeah. I saw, the, I saw a moment from that on TikTok. Yeah. I was like, I don't care about sneakers, but I guess I'm like compelled to watch these two. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's but, talk. Yeah, not, uh, not that. <laughs> no. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. Is uh, has a trailer. We saw it. Uh, it is, um, you know, obviously the final installment of the Guardians franchise from James Gunn before he leaves for parts unknown no one knows what he's going to do after this but i wish him well yeah i mean um, i i you know i just hope he gets some work me too you know he's he's he a really tour, independent creator doing. but he, he does get it yeah yeah i would I, you know what i'd like to see him do let's see him handle the valiant universe oh uh, but anyway so yeah this uh the, obviously this is a uh, full-on trailer that came out from the big game can't say super bowl but you can say get big game <gasps> you uh, said it oh no uh but yeah no so uh what, what did you think you saw the trailer what, what were your thoughts on this trailer um, I I think they are intentionally trying to obscure things from us, but at the same time, like, hey, I know those uniforms. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Look, look wise, it's consistent with the first two. Yep. Uh, the uniforms are fun. A lot of like, I think we're gonna go for broke when it comes to visuals and characters and references. Sure. Like Adam Warlock, obviously, is a character in this movie. And yes. So, you know, and as I understand it, uh, Gunn had to fight for Warlock over the last two movies. So finally, you know, Warlock's gonna be a major character. Yeah. I, I think he's gonna be, you know like the thing they leave behind he'll sure. be the thing that like james gunn gives to the marvel universe after he takes away the guardians yeah i mean i th- this trailer made me feel like no one is safe yes no one and is i mean safe. It, it very much so i mean he's ending it it feels like that it feels like a goodbye mm-hmm. it, it feels like um like a like a bit of a button on the franchise yeah for, for these characters yeah these, um, these are characters who like have played significant roles in book in movies called Avengers. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you watch volumes like one, two, and three, I bet they tell you a cohesive story about this family. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think obviously they're going to be able to get a lot of emotion out of the fact that you're doing a story about rocket. Like, yes. I, I think for a lot of folk that even if they don't love the movie overall, they're going to be like, but that rocket, but you've got to protect that raccoon. <laughs> Um, you know, it's interesting that Gunn gets a chance to kind of rehash some stuff between Star-Lord and Gamora. Yep. You yep. know, it, it's, you know, 51st date-ish, I guess. <laughs> I never saw that movie. I'm, no, but I'm you just, know the reference. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I uh, I guess Groot's almost grown up. Is that his original? I no, he doesn't look I anything like... I can't even he's remember. He's all, like, chunky. Uh, he's really... He's... He's they want little, him to look different. He's off-putting to me. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I didn't like it in the Christmas special. I don't like it here. I, uh, the, the gun is trying to visually distinguish between the two Groots. He wants you to understand that like the first Groot from the first movie is dead. 
This is a new Groot. New Groot. He is he has the same name, but he's a different person. Sure. And I'm like, that's not. I think how that works in the comics, and I don't like it because we only really got like maybe 50 minutes of Groot in that whole movie, and the rest of the time he's been a meme or cartoon, and uh, has not been terribly satisfying. He had like one character moment in Infinity War, and that was it. Uh, I, I'm not interested in Fat Groot, but I am. Uh, like fine you know what like whatever okay uh this is probably the last time i'm ever gonna see groot in a movie again so like sure whatever make your chunky groot you know i it is off-putting i don't like it and it, there's no good reason for it it's very much like a i'm just yeah right uh, but yeah i think that the, the rocket thing is the thing i'm most because rocket was my favorite character from all those movies. yeah and this one is just like well bradley cooper does a really good job with just the voice yeah himself i mean like you tip like, actors usually do a fine job as voice actors but some of them really are able to do it because voice actors have a very different set of skills yes and bradley cooper's not one of them he is a no, he's he, like a screen actor yeah. and, you know but he still does a nice job yeah he's doing a re he does something really great with the character yeah. um, i'm kind of excited to see nebula getting to kind of adjust her role a little bit more so with gamora seemingly being like yeah, I'm like barely part of this team. Well, I'm not on the team. Like, yeah. I think it's just like, I'm not. No, you yeah. have to like go find me. Like, like she gets to kind of step in and kind of take charge. And I'm wondering, like, depending on where this all ends up, like if she won't end up being in charge of a guardians. Yes. Or something like that. Their yeah. version of whatever comes next. Um, You know, obviously, they're not going to give away everything. I was kind of hoping for a representative of, of a quasar in this. <laughs> Yeah, Phyla Vell would be cool. I, I think, would love a Phyla I think you're going to get Phyla. I think Phyla Vell will be in the movie. I would love if I had to just If I had to rampantly speculate about something, I think that you're going to see an exorbitant amount of cameos and references. Everything that James Gunn couldn't do. Like, he made a little list of everything he couldn't do, and he's leaving. He's going to be running DC's movies for... Yeah. Anywhere between five to ten years. Yeah. I think he said ten. We'll He's see. saying ten. But, but I mean, like, like we've had other um, unless, people who are working with him say they were going. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think that there are some characters who are a guaranteed death and yeah. others that are a, yeah, like, let's kill them to make everyone in the audience cry. Yeah. I think that uh, if we were to speculate, obviously Drax is out. I think Drax is And I think Rocket might die. And I'm really sad about that. Because he's expensive and because Bradley Cooper is going to play him and he's expensive too. He might just leave. I'm I, hoping he gets a happy ending. I think he's going to. I think that's why they're introducing the Otter character. That's fine. Uh, but like, like I, I don't want him to go. Uh, it's funny. I was thinking about this uh, and I was talking about another show. There are a few characters, Rocket and Nebula specifically, who have spent more time as Avengers and have lived on Earth for five years. Oh, that's right. Working directly with humans. Like, they have a favorite fast food joint. Oh, my gosh. Like, they, they yes. have favorite music from Earth. They are going to be bringing something to the table. They know the secret menu at the Starbucks. Exactly. Whereas Quill doesn't even know what the hell a Starbucks is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be very interesting to oh, see. Oh, that's, that's an interesting dynamic. That dynamic, where, yeah. Like, like Nebula is going to be very well adjusted, I think, compared to where she was in 2. I hope so. And uh, yeah, so that's gonna be neat to see. I'm, you know, I, I, but like, I know people had um, different feelings about the Christmas special. I like Mantis in that. I thought it was really cool. Like she sticks to walls and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, but I, I, you know, yeah, she's scary. She's cute. Whatever. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm hoping they kind of roll that over into yeah. now. Yeah, me too. But I wonder, you know, with her connection with Drax, what that's going to mean yeah. for her character. Well, and and how are they going to bring Swordsman from Hawkeye into this? So they can create the Celestial Madonna. Because, of course, Mantis and Swordsman get married in the comic I don't books. they're going to do that. I just, I just don't think that they're going to do that. 
Well, then what's the what's the point of even making this movie? Okay, I'm just I'm just saying. Anyway. I mean, they actually covered the Celestial Madonna in the game. They did. She so you nothing, got that. But she had nothing to do with it. Hmm. <laughs> Foul. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I think at the end of this, the Guardians, if they're called that still, are going to look very different. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm just excited we're finally getting the, the suits. Yes. Like, suits are dope. I am so jazzed. Yep. And uh, High Evolutionary. Yeah. Counter Earth. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's fun. I love the idea of introducing counter earth because it means we can do, we can shoot the rodeo and not have to spend sure. as much, but everyone's like a pig man or a boar dude mm-hmm. or a, you know, cat girl or something. Everybody's something. Everybody's in uh, Nintendo switch sports. Yes. There was I'm a moment. A yeah. Everyone's a bird person. <laughs> uh, there was a moment in the trailer that really stuck with me. And I was like, this is the, th- this is the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. Cause I evolutionary, like, why would you pick him? Yeah. Of all the, the, the cosmic Marvel characters. And it's because, and Rocket says it because they uh, somebody yes. mentions uh, that you know uh, he he mentions himself. He says uh, the high evolutionary is like I want things. I want I'm I'm chasing perfection. Yeah. And Rocket says I he doesn't want perfection. He's just not satisfied with the way things are. Yeah. And, and think, I'm like I, wow. I think, I think that's Tim Gunn's commentary on James Gunn <laughs> or James Gunn. This worries me. I am so like, <laughs> obsessed with calling James Gunn Tim Gunn. Well, that's because you normally say his name. I do. Like you, you used to say it. I like Andre. Tim Gunn. I like Tim Gunn. Andre. Um, I think James Gunn's a little commentary on, maybe on working. On us? Oh, working for Marvel? Yeah. Or just on us or, in general. Yeah, like, I mean. It could very much be that. Well, it's definitely like, it's, it's so prescient for today, where mm-hmm. it's like, no one's happy with what they have. Mm-hmm. And to make a movie about a character who literally, like, changes people's genetic material be something other than what they truly are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guilty it writes of it. Itself. <laughs> like, way to go, man. Like, bravo. And bravo by by distilling it into one line in a trailer that goes like, that's what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. Also, you know, like, Quill is not, like, your girlfriend, wife, whatever she was at that point, like, died. Mm-hmm. This is not her. Yeah. Like, you're not satisfied with the way things are. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where they're all walking out and like they're carrying Quill's body and it's like it yeah. looks like he's dead. No, he's pat he's drunk. Like he was he was at a bar, he's sad. They knocked him out, they're carrying him. Like yeah. that's like he they're trying to reclaim Quill. Sure. You know, so there's a lot of characters who are unhappy with the way things are. And, and they know, just got rid of Thor and they, you know. I know they just lost Thor. Well, not lost him. No, they kicked him out. They asked him to leave. Because he was, you know, because he was making a another movie. But uh yeah, no, I I I think uh I'm I'm I was I was down no matter what you they could have released a poster and I'd be like yep same people as the last two movies that made me cry yeah yeah and entertain the shit out of me because it wasn't just like I don't my litmus test for movies I like is not like did it make me cry otherwise I don't I don't I don't have any patience for it no it's just it was just well made mm-hmm. and so I think three you any any hopes I mean I hope it's good I it's all just any, I don't want to I don't I don't want to hype this because no. it's like it is his send off. Swan song. Yeah. It is his swan song from this universe. Yeah. Um, moving on to the other side, you know, like <laughs> literally. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful that it's good. I hope we can stick the landing. Yeah, me too. It's all that stick in that landing. I think he's going to. I think there's no way he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, well, I, I think that I, I, out of all of the movies, yeah. out of all the franchises, because the thing is, like, people talk about Marvel's a franchise, but like, you know, Die Hard's a franchise. That's that's just that's just four movies. Yeah. And one mistake. And, you know, but 
all these movies are their own. Like Thor is a franchise. Iron Man was a franchise. Like, yeah. And Marvel is an umbrella franchise. Mm-hmm. There are a few like that mm-hmm. out there that are just like, no, we make franchises that are all part of the same one franchise. Uh, Guardians is one of the few that's going to be allowed to end. Yeah. You know, Iron Man kind of ends, but like he doesn't end in his own movie. No. The Guardians are going to get their own movie to end. Yep. Yep. Whether yep. we like repackage it as star jammers or we call them, you know, whatever, like, yeah. well, you know, that's fine. It's let's be determined. We'll the see. Cosmic defenders. <laughs> I, I want, I want the star jammers. And I think we're going to get them. Think I think they... Corsair is going to be in this movie. Okay. These are just, this is just nonsense. I'm just spilling. You're I don't, just, I don't, you're just I don't, if none of those things happen, it will not affect my ability no, just, to enjoy this movie at all. Like, like, hey, I was like, I'm going to be the fun. first one to say that Corsair is in the Marvel universe. He's introduced in guardians three. I was the one, I think I said that I was like, Oh man, maybe they'll put the watcher in the second one. And then they did wasn't our watcher but it was still some watchers anyway well there you go guardians three yeah can't wait so i'm hopeful again i'm very hopeful that it's gonna be good good times me too because i'd like it you know not everybody loved the second one there was so much from the second one that i did like even if they kind of messed up quill's origins a little bit for me i kind of wish they'd gone a different way with that yeah um but i'd rather have it be like you know guardians great and then this and then back up Mm -hmm. like even this isn't that bad. Like I'll watch two. I oh like yeah, two. No, I, I love two, two in a while. Two is great. Uh, so. But yeah, uh, and is, then there's another trailer. That there's another around. trailer. There's other movie that. that, that and it was Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Nobody wants to hear us talk about Indiana Jones, and it makes me so sad. And uh, and the Mario and the Mario commercial, which is unbelievable. Anyway, Flash. The Flash seen here uh <laughs> look at him look at the flash well, he's 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 there he's just moving too fast yeah he's in this picture the, the, the flash most... could be literally everywhere at all times and you wouldn't know that's true he could be in your room right now exactly but this is the there reason everyone's talking about this trailer is because of the flash uh yeah no um i see why warner brothers is being so careful about the marketing and the discussion of the ezra miller in the room sure because they're playing two freaking characters in this damn movie. Yep. So it's like, yeah, okay, you, we can't just recast. We can't just recut. No, there's, there's two people. Yep. And probably a third one too. You know, like I, I can't. It we're screwed. Okay. It doesn't hurt. Like the movie apparently is very good. The trailers, I think, pretty dope. Like I, I think s- it was the right energy for what they were facing. Yes. I think whoever cut that trailer, my like, well done. Yes. Because you had a monumental task, and it was to make it apparent that this was like a transitionary film, mm-hmm. but also to make sure you got people excited, no matter how they felt about it. Exactly. Because you got the people who are, are mad about the Ezra Miller situation. Yep. You have people who are mad about the end of the potential for any sort of Snyder anything uh-huh. connection. Yeah. Like, and then you have the people who are just like, don't care. Right. And, well, then you have the re- then you have everybody who saw Avatar two. <laughs> you know, people who don't know about Ezra don't even know Ezra Miller's name. Yeah, you know, they're just like I'm just one. I, and I so, like, I, I think that they 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 did their best to make it seem exciting and try to make it comprehensible. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't blown away by it. Mm, that's Personally, interesting. But like I also didn't have like a like a I, I don't want to act like because we just talked about the Marvel trailer, that also didn't like blow me away either. I was just like, cool. Yeah. Like Yeah. There are a few things that I want to point out. Blue Batman, for example. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Affleck wearing a blue Batman suit. Interesting. Uh I think that was just them going for broke. They're like, Okay, why not? We're, you're never going to see Blue Batman. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, Affleck is never gonna be Batman again. Let's do it. 
Like, let, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it, but they're all details. They're all just little, little, th they're not about the story. And I think that what's, what's really strong about this is that the movie is at the core about Barry. Yeah. Like it is a, it is a flash movie. Yep. yep. And I think people are going to be very disappointed when they find out how much Keaton is in this movie, but like, you know but what I mean? You got to show it. You but, got him. And like, and I, like I said, like for this trailer cut, you need to show that you need. And I'm glad they did because like, maybe he's in it a lot. Like maybe there's a lot of him. I, 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 I don't like hope there is, but it's more like I'm, I don't know what to expect or hope for from this movie, mm -hmm. but I am excited that the movie is like going wherever it needs to go to do it. Clearly it's also, the problem is it's, it needs to do a lot of things. It was trying to do things before the new things took place. So like this movie originally needed to cut Cavill out, cut Affleck out. Mm -hmm. And those are two of the most beloved things about the Snyderverse for most people. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do that, how do you make people not hate you? Well, you replace them with the most beloved Batman on screen so you replace your 50-year-old Batman with a 70-year-old Batman because that was the plan was going to be bringing Keaton and he was going to be the default Batman of this universe, which like, okay. I mean, if you made it like you're doing Batman Beyond and you t and you take Terry and you bring him into the modern age, yeah, I guess that works. I don't think they were going to do that. No, I'm sure they weren't, but I'm just saying. Because he was Batman in the Batgirl movie. I'm just, if they wanted to. Yeah. Oh, I know that, the, that <laughs> I think there was discussion about it or the very least certainly people were speculating on him being the Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne. Right. But uh they 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 had to do a lot of work and now none of it is happening. So like get Cavill out, replace Cavill with Supergirl, this new Supergirl mm -hmm. who's getting the Superman Flashpoint origin. Right. And now you have a new trinity. You have Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. Supergirl and 70-year-old Batman. And maybe you get a movie out of it, maybe you don't. But like that's your new universe, which is confusing, but mm -hmm. also like it's a direction now gone. Mm -hmm. So instead you have a flash movie that just does some stuff. Like there's some window dressing that involves a 70 year old Batman and a Supergirl and like maybe Wonder Woman and Ben Affleck Batman. And he's going to like, you know, it's going to he's going to run into a thing mm -hmm. and then it's going to fade white and they're going to go like, see you next movie. This movie definitely was going to end with like Keaton Batman and like someone else, maybe Supergirl. I know that they, I think I heard they had reshot the ending and put Cavill back in, but then had to cut that back out because he's actually not in. And so like, there's a lot of meta watching and I, I, I they should make a, not a book, like a, like a, like a long wordy book, but like a picture book like the Justice League Mortal movie by George Reeves and they should make. Like that, I, I want to see that book. It just, it tells me what this was going to be and what the plan was and with art and stuff so that I could like just un make sense of it all. Sure. Because it's going to be an, a, a hoot to see, to like see all the cracks and seams. Like going to see like Spider-Man turn off the dark. Like, oh man, is someone going to die tonight? Let's go. You know, that's the kind of experience that I think a lot of well, people are going to get from watching this movie. The fact that people are saying it's good means that I guess that the editors did a good job. Definitely. No, and they, again, and they had a lot of work. Huge they had work cut out for them mm -hmm. to make this. So you don't think we're getting any Aobard Thawne here? No, I don't. I think it's actually going to be much worse than Thawne. I think we're getting like, not Thawne. I think we're getting like half measure Thawne. 
I don't think we're getting future Flash fanboy. I think we're getting like, you know, evil Flash. Okay. You know, or, or like desperate Flash it's or something like that. Wearing a goatee. I know. I know. <laughs> Are they? It's it's a mess. Uh, but the movie, you know, yeah. If the editor is able to make this into like an actual movie that is fun and interesting, while also like undoing Man of Steel or changing things about Ben Affleck Batman. And also makes the protagonist the Flash, then bravo. Like, you deserve a freaking Golden Globe. <laughs> uh, I will say, the only thing that I was like, that really blew my mind, the, the trailer did blow, blow my mind, but when I saw this moment, I thought they got Christian Bale to come back Put on and be suit. a third Batman. Right. Just for like a shot. Right. And then I'm like, oh no, they just like that motorcycle. So they're just like, it's a, it's, it is clearly a different motorcycle, but at first glance and for two seconds you're like oh my god how what did they do like what and that's kind of neat like but you know but obviously not but yeah so uh overall it's gonna be neat to see michael keaton as batman you know you don't have a lot of nostalgia for him being batman nope but i do well we're gonna have two different reads on it i think that's kind of neat like, yeah we're gonna have very different um right but experiences yeah i, I think this is actually this is i I'm, think i'm hyped i'm I, i'm hyped but in a way where i'm hyped for trailers for movies that I don't have a lot of investment in. Like right. I'm I think this movie looks like exciting and fun, but I also am not this I wasn't on the edge of my seat like oh finally I'm getting my movie. Finally I'm getting the things that I've wanted forever, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no. I I I like I said like neither trailer, neither the Flash one or the Guardians one got me like, "Oh my god, edge of my seat, cannot wait." I was just like, "Cool." Yeah. All right. Fine. Exactly. Um, very different feels for both of them. Uh, the Flash one again, it's it's cut in a way that's like explosions and excitement, and you see some of the visual effects. Like they're just hitting a lot of notes yes. for this trailer while trying really hard to not give much away. Which good, which, good for you. That's yeah. What a trailer is supposed to do. Yeah. Um, it's also neat, like to see, like it was really cool to see Keaton Batman in the suit in the sure. in broad daylight. Mm. Cause it's like mostly it's hidden in shadow and mm -hmm. they can obscure a lot, but like, it's neat to see him. Like, is it, I don't know. Putting him in the daytime means he's actually going to be in scenes and doing yeah. stuff. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 You know, especially like to see, will there be an Alfred? No, no. Michael goes gone. I think it's going to oh, be, be, and yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think we're getting that Alfred. Okay. I don't it, think we're getting any Alfred. It'll be like but... an AI voice. <laughs> that would, that would be fine. Alfred. <laughs> I bet there is a AI Alfred. I bet that's, I bet like you get a, yeah. It's going to be like Dark Knight Returns where it's like AI Alfred. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a cool looking movie. Yeah. And, you know. Well, we'll see. Like, we'll see. I liked the the shot of the two flashes running. Yeah. Like the different lightning colors. I was like, that's neat. Yeah. Like, that's to distinguish them. It, yeah. I'm really, really interested to see how, if they're going to keep up the same effect that they used for the flash mm -hmm. the last time we saw them. Yeah. Um, or him, and then if they're going to change it at all, because I know say what you will about Eternals, I really like that speedster too, effect yeah. in that, and I wonder if they're going to take a little of that. Like I just usually they they you know they, yeah, they, they play with it. their effects yeah, a little bit they as will. they go. So like I'm interested to see how they're going to play with that. They're going to have a lot of room to play in terms of visual effects in this movie. Big time. I mean, you have like Batman, so it's like you do a little less there. There's more stunt work there. Yeah, but you, know, you got it's probably going to be a lot. Of you got to animate the cape and stuff like that, right? But yeah. with the flashes, you get to do 
a little something more. You get to really think about the scene and the effects a little differently. So yeah. I am honestly interested to see what they do about that. Same. Um, and I hope it. I hope it's good. I hope it does a really good job of transitioning because that's what we need right now. We need it to be a clear, understandable transition mm -hmm. from one period of the DCEU to whatever comes next. Yeah. Like we need there to be this clean transition. And so, like, I really hope that the movie is successful in getting folks to understand that, but also being a Flash movie because yeah. there are Flash fans out there who just want. Yeah, who They're don't want a sequel to Batman Returns. They want to see a Flash movie. Yeah, they just want to see a Flash movie. Um, and and so like I, I do hope it's able to do both, but it does honestly right now feels to me a little bit like it's really just trying to make that transition. I think it's yeah, but, but we do get those character moments. Like there's, you know, we we see, you know, his mom and you know, yes. see the house. So like I hope the flash is at the core. Me too. Me too. But I also uh I I I want to see what they do with this. Like mm. You know, mm. it, it's going to be exciting one way or the other. Uh, Mordecai says, uh, you talking about static in the movies and him getting a crossover with Batman Beyond reminding me that I still want a Batman Beyond movie. Uh, listen, if this movie makes a billion dollars, you will get a Michael Keaton led Elseworlds Batman Beyond movie. Yeah, they could do that. Uh, Girk Peck says, I know I'm in the minority, but I don't care about Keaton's return. They'll replace him with crap CGI and fight scenes. What purpose does he serve other than forced nostalgia bait? After GB Afterlife, I've had it. Well, fair enough, man. Can't, can't argue with that. Uh, but, you know, see the movie, don't see the movie, you know, whatever. Sometimes they do, um, the, instead of doing just CG, like they'll do like a body double. Yeah. And then it looks like CG in these, but like, I think so. it calls, it's, it's previous. It both. The movie comes out soon. So is it? Yeah, I think it's June. Okay. Uh, Ali Al Ziadi says, uh, from what I understand, Supergirl, Batgirl, and Wonder Woman would have been the Trinity, and Keaton would have been a Batman Beyond mentor for Barbara. There you go. It's not a movie I would have wanted to see, but fair enough. Uh, he also goes on to uh, Girk Peck to says, Will you play Hogwarts after Midnight Suns? I would understand either way. I love the game. I can separate art from artists. Hope I don't sound like a troll. No, there's no troll there. I, I get you. There's a lot of question about that game. Um, my, my plan is not. To, to do that um my plan though is if i am ever able to actually finish midnight suns i really want to play god of war yeah <laughs> ragnarok i've had it sitting sealed up just i ordered it and it's like it's just been calling out my name but too many superhero games came out right around it so it's i true. feel like beholden i need to play those first um i'd really like to jump into god of war though yeah I, I gotta find out, man. Yeah. Kratos. <laughs> uh, Daniel, longtime listener, first time chatter, just had my first kid, and your videos have helped <gasps> me through the long nights of first time parenting. Keep oh up the great gosh. work. Congratulations, Congratulations, Daniel. Congratulations. Thanks for being here, and, man. Like, you know, glad we can be keeping you company. Exactly. It's a long, it's, you know, it feels long, but it's not. So, you know. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it if you can, or at the very least, stay awake. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so let's jump into some, uh, some recommendations for comics that are coming out that we think you should check out. Yes, let's do that. Um, Batman Spawn Unplugged number one is coming out. It's a uh, pencils only, pencils and inks only version. Uh, no colors of the first issue. I think issue. that's going to be great. I think so too. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm going to check that out. Not that the colors were bad, no. but I, I, I think that's going to be kind of dope. I agree. I agree. Uh, Icon versus Hardware number one is coming out. Uh, I'll probably check that out at some point, if not next week, uh, but certainly soon enough. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, Danger Street number three is coming out. I read the second issue and I enjoyed it. I don't know if I enjoyed it more, but we'll see. Uh, Spider-Man The Lost Hunt number four is out. And I listen, if, if you hate what's going on with Spider-Man, then you should be reading these books. I have always maintained that if you are really dissatisfied with, 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 with the way things are with Spider-Man, 
if you support the other book, the alternative book they give you, and that book outsells the main book, mm -hmm. they turn the supporting book into the main book. Marvel only goes where the money is. They don't. They they are they are as creatively bankrupt as they can. Sad be. statement. Like they don't care. But I know you're not wrong. Thank you. But I I hate that. Um. I'm 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 trying to like scroll ahead while yeah, yeah while you're finishing up so that I'm not totally, um right. Well, that, that's all I'm recommending. Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, and while you're getting the books, you can look at the TV. You you can look at the monitor. Here I will look at the monitor. But uh, I should mention that uh, crap. Um, I saw a thing in the new Spider-Man issue. I know Joe Kelly wrote it, and uh, the Dotsons drew it, and it uh -huh. looks nice. I didn't want to recommend it because I don't support the series and uh i did read it or at least i read the first couple yeah i read it and i can tell you that i uh not even joe kelly could save that series um it was you know it, you know it was a cute concept you know they go on a spider-man and Pete and uh felicia go on like a little like romantic skiing getaway and they mm -hmm. bump into paul and mary jane oh uh you know shenanigans ensue it's, there's there's no joy plus the editors did a really slimy thing where they they worked in they put a little note in the front where they're like oh mary jane married that paul guy oh yeah no they're married so that's enough but like you let the story reveal that. you let the story tell you that but he's like no 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 oh, i don't care for that and i'm just like that was really scummy and it really soured me on that book but also like i don't like I'm I'm done. You know, there's a new Spider-Verse book from Dan Slott. Like, I'm going to read that. You know, no, I'm I'm good. There are enough books out there. We don't need Spider-Man to, to keep this show going, you know. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So here are my books. Uh, X-Men number 19 is coming out. Finally. Definitely. Feels like it took forever for this book to come out. No. 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 There was one that was tied into, was it AXE? And then there, there was another one I thought. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was an annual. The annual came out. Yeah. So it was. Um, this is the brood. We're getting into it. Hey. There's gonna be like this whole thing with Captain Marvel. So I might have to jump into Captain Marvel for a little bit. Mm. Um, as they deal with the brood showing up. Uh, it's written by Jerry Duggan with art by Stefano Caselli. Yeah. Uh Wolverine number 30. Um, this is where Ben Percy has decided we're gonna learn to, like more about Beast. So I'm definitely gonna be reading this. These they're saying the beast agenda is revealed. Doesn't I mean it hurt I, that you've been reading Wolverine on and off. I've been on and off. I've been, I've, been, I've been popping in here and there. Just yeah. every once in a while, catching up. Um, listen. I don't know what the Wolverine or the Beast agenda is, but I feel like it's being a jerk. Yeah. The agenda has been douche it up. Yeah. Um, written by Ben Percy with art by uh, Juan Jose Rip. Um, that was great. Is very good. Very good. So that there's nothing wrong with that. We had, had a Qbert on there for a bit, but you know what? Like, it's okay. Yeah. We're just, this is going to be great. Rip it up. Nightcrawlers number one, written by Cy Spurrier with Paco Medina on art as well. Sweet. So Medina also did Oh, um, Storm, and Storm and the Brotherhood. And now we're getting him on um nightcrawlers i wonder who's going to be doing immoral x-men i don't know this is going to be part of that sins of sinister thing so technically i guess we'll you could skip it if you don't want to read about the sins of sinister. if you're not reading sins of sinister don't grab this if you love Cy Spurrier like i do definitely grab this <laughs> but just know it's in like some alternate future yeah that like you may or may not ever see again. It's right, Age of Apocalypse. We're doing something. exactly. I'm gonna come back to the other thing as I check to see if there's anything else that is coming. Oh, I forgot. Murder World Moon Knight coming out. Uh, I th that's literally like part three or four of Murder World. It's a great series. Jim Zub, Ray Fox, Luca Pizzari. Uh, if you haven't already been reading Mur Murder World, it's fun. It's a it's a very different kind of series. 
and uh, you should be checking it out. Excellent. Um, that icon versus hardware number one we mentioned earlier. I just want to point that out. Um, is it this week that the new White Saviors is coming out? Uh, yes, White it's Savior? this week that White Savior number two comes there out. There it is. So it's from Dark Horse. Uh, if you want to jump in on that, uh, we spoke, or Sal spoke to the creators at the beginning of this show. That's true. Um, great sort of like uh, parody, comic-y, like funny. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's also... almost like a coming of age. Uh, or it, it's, about a, it's about a guy who doesn't really do much with his life. So, you know, maybe he's relatable for at least one of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's me. And, uh, you know, he like he, he he ends up going back in time and, you know, being in feudal Japan. Right. Like having to and knowing the story anecdotally from his grandfather about like where this clan is going to end up in the ground. <laughs> um, I also want to just give I'm not I'm not really reading Marauders, but I do want to just mention that Marauders number 11 is coming out. And the, the cover's pretty cool. Mm. Um, additionally, Swamp Thing Green Hell number two is coming out. Well, Green Hell froze over because this book is finally out. The last issue came out December 28th, 2021. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened. I haven't read anything on it. I think there's an article somewhere about what was going on. Um, oh. But you might want to go dig up your issue one if you're interested in this series and refresh your memory. I remember. Didn't they reprint the first issue recently? I think they I don't did. know. Maybe. I, I remember some of it pretty vividly. This is written by Jeff Lemire with art by Doug Mankey. Mank? I always call it Mankey, but. It's only because of the Pokemon. It's just because of the Pokemon. Um, but yeah, so if yeah. you have been waiting for Swamp Thing Green Hell, it is finally coming back. Tomorrow. I think it's only three issues. Yeah, it's three. So hopefully the other, the next one, I think the other one supposedly is May. Maybe. I thought I, I read that somewhere. Maybe it'll be earlier than that. Oh, uh, March 21st. March. Okay. Hey, even better. Um. So you can go check that out uh, if you remember that it's coming out. Hopefully, if you have it on your pull list, you'll be like, what the heck is this? Yeah, you'll be like, what? What the green hell is this? Um, <laughs> okay, there you go. There was, a, there was a death in the family of the artist. But this always comes back to the how much how much should a creative team get a head start? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's been a long time coming. I didn't realize how long. I thought it had been early 2022. Right. That was what I thought had happened. Yeah, but you looked it up. I did look it up, but I was like, and it kind of was. It's right at the end of 2021. Yeah. Um, but but it's 2023. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And finally, uh, Adam Thenhouse, uh, do you have any thoughts or feelings about Wilson's Poison Ivy becoming an ongoing series? Yeah, people really like like jumped on me about that. Not like that they gave me a hard time about it, but they kept like grilling me about it recently, where they were like, "Hey, um." Poison Ivy is going to be an ongoing. Does that mean the book's selling? Like I looked at the sales data and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, if a book was a mini and though it's an ongoing, then yeah, it sold well. Like that's, but like that's people, usually... people are really on this and I don't know why, because no one was talking about it before it became an ongoing. It's weird, but I think it's interesting that it came up and I'm glad it did. It is a strange thing. I don't know. Yeah. Right. We didn't even read the damn thing. I read the first issue and I liked it. And yeah. I just, I, just it off. was, uh, it was during a very chaotic time of X-Men books. Right. X-Men will do that. Most of the time, like any books that I'm like, whatever happened to that? I'm like, oh, it was X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Krakoa. Yeah. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Hidden Hamilton. Uh, my podcast is out. Thank you for your inspiration. Uh, read Junkyard Joe. Both stories and art are killer. 
and more static content. That's how I found you. Yay! I'm glad that uh, static could do that, man. Um, and Girk Pectus says, uh, looked through Red Goblin. Number one, didn't buy. Uh, love the idea of of a gang with goblin weapons. Usually sci-fi gang. They're uh, just have generic laser guns. Not as inter, not as interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read it because I'm not reading. I only. I limit my goblin intake to about one book or fewer. So uh, we want too many goblins. Yeah, uh, I want to thank the team from White Savior for coming on the show and promoting their book. Uh, I'm glad I was able to do it because I like that book and I'm happy to yeah, give it fun. a little bit of eyes. If we did, uh, the second issue comes out this week, literally in two days. But uh, if you are of a mind, like the video, subscribe to the channel, check out Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop and subscribe over at youtube.com slash comic pop plays. Check out the VOD uploads from those as well. And maybe one day we'll stream over there as well. Uh, and of course, we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack here on Mondays. Check out uh, back issues on Wednesdays over at youtube.com slash comic pop. And uh, stay tuned for an all new, very special, unexpected episode of Elseworlds Exchange, perhaps this week, probably this week. Uh, it's going to be ridiculous if it happens. And if it does, uh, you won't believe. You won't believe. So we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye.